Okay, move out. You're listening to the Valor Podcast with Nick Lehman, a show highlighting the people who defend the United States of America and those who support them. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Hello and welcome to the Valor Podcast. The coming week is full of emotion for many. It is Memorial Day, but more on that in a minute. First, I want to thank our show sponsor, Booyah Media. They helped with our website and online support. You can see their work at booyahmedia.com. That is booyahmedia.com. A Gold Star family is one of the most important things and threads in our United States of America. They are loved ones that have lost someone that has served in the military. And as I've met many people across the nation that are Gold Star families, they do unique and very positive things to continue on their family member's legacy. We are joined by Seth Jordan, founder and chairman of Dog Tag Brewing Foundation. Jordan is a Marine who served as a UH-1 helicopter pilot and flew over 250 combat missions, among other duties assigned in combat. He had a multi- he had multiple deployments to Afghanistan. Seth, it is such a great honor to have you on the show. Well, thanks for having me. And uh, anytime I get to talk with vets and, and others who are uh, who are interested in the work uh, that we do in support of goals our families, it's always a privilege. So tell me a little bit about, I was reading on, online, your, your trajectory of uh, career path sort of changed after 9-11. You were, I mean, you were... ESPN, Clemson grad, all, all the all all the things that uh, you know we define as the the way to success. Well, um, you know, at that time, as a young man, just like anyone else, trying to figure things out, uh, you know, going out, you know, graduating from college, and thinking that you were going to get into a lifestyle of business. Um, you know, the events of 9/11 certainly changed that for me. Uh, I describe myself as a 9-11 Marine, um, but I think that um, those events, living in New York City, being there when it happened, um, where I was at my stage of my life, and asking myself why wouldn't I want to serve, and uh, the rest is history, I think. But I think uh, I'm pretty proud of uh, my time as uh, an officer in the United States Marine Corps. Uh, but I'm certainly proud of the team that we work with here at Dog Tech Growing Foundation, the work we do for families. Yeah, so talk to us a little bit about uh, Dog Tech Brewing Foundation. How did how did it get started? You know, what what made you say, hey, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna put uh, names of the fallen on on beer cans? Well, you know the the thing the thing was is that uh, a lot of this is born out of our own experiences. So. Um, you know, I had this vision for could we create a product that actually drives philanthropy? Um, it speaks to it's a social enterprise for good, and the only reason it exists is to remind our fellow Americans that there are many Americans who did not come home from Iraq and Afghanistan. Their families are hurting, and they struggle with the fact that uh, others in their community may or may not know of about their sacrifice. So. Um, and then we wanted to combine that with kind of a lost art of toasting, you know, and we were just saying, hey, listen, let's individualize the drinking experience. Let's let's have a beer that um, you can raise a toast to, feel good about being an American. You can learn about that individual, say their name out loud, 
and then we donate 100% of our profits to the individual projects and programs that families are working on to build the legacy of their loved one. So um, for us to be a financial resource and an awareness piece for the work that those families do, um, it, it makes it kind of special. And I think this thing kind of just caught fire and uh, good Americans who just wanted to get behind and support it. Um, I would like to, you know, let your listeners know that, you know, we're just a non- we're a nonprofit. We're a 501c3 that uses beer among, um, as, and among other verticals to create uh, funding uh, for a program that we call the Dog Tag Legacy Fund, which is a program that gives out financial resources and grants to both our families. Uh, specifically to their individual charities that they have erected and continue to use to uh, do good work in their loved one's name. And then uh, our board of directors, including myself, are comprised of veterans from these two most recent wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, and and we're proud of that. So that was a really long answer to your simple question, but uh, hopefully that, that suffices. <laughs> no worries. But the important thing we covered is that uh, uh, the key points: nonprofit, beer, raising money, and Gold Star families. I think that that's uh, that's the recap there. Yeah, and uh, I failed to mention um, that what makes us different um, that I'm very very proud of is that we provide free consulting and advisory services to those families, so we can support their charities. So. Uh, think of us as like an accelerator, uh, where we, you know, we put some financial resources uh, behind the individual families' charities, but then we provide them with uh, consultants and lawyers who are uh, nonprofit professionals who can help with um, all th- all needs of these families and their charities, no matter what stage the- their charity is. So whether it's uh, in its beginning or infancy. Um, or if it's been out there for a couple of years, or you know some of those that have uh, relatively matured, um, all nonprofits need help, and we love that we provide the tools and confidence for those families, um, in addition to the financial resources that we do too. Yeah, that's that's incredible, and the the cool thing I saw how I found out about you guys is social media, and so there's that you know american pride factor that comes in that people snap like even a stranger snaps a picture of the beer can with the fallen and their 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 name gets carried on forever with those followers and everybody's like hey this is kind of cool who is this so uh you know good good on you guys for creating something that you know hits you right smack in the face when you're picking up a beer can yeah, you know, I mean, that was kind of a little bit by design, too, right? So I think social media definitely, you know, has aided uh, in an era where we are very social and we are very digitally connected. Um, and I think that that's something that we try to use um, to our advantage in a good way, meaning, um, so for example, like if someone looks at a post and, and likes something, you know, that doesn't really translate to some to, to things in nor- in our normal life. But when you're talking about a family member, I mean, think about a mother where, like you just said, where someone takes a photo, takes a selfie at a bar and says, thank you. It just takes the time to write something. And that, you know, where someone's in, say, California raising a toast, and then we have a mother in Pennsylvania who gets to see that and say her son's name out loud and put it out there and, and, and took the time to say thanks. Um, that you can't measure what that means to that individual family. So 
I think this is uh, in an era where social media is kind of getting dogged a lot. I think that this is some, this is one way that it actually provides value. Definitely, and so, you know, when, when you when you founded this and and you know in this process, what is it like to sit down with a family, and you know design it, show them you know on the computer what it's going to kind of look at like, and then the actual can comes off the off the floor and you show it to them. What, you know, take us through that process. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the most rewarding part about this work is the time spent with the families. Um, you know, each of them are extremely different and come from different parts of the countries, different kind of backgrounds. But at the same time, they've been they've been unified um, by the tragic event um, that brought them, you know, to to the term Gold Star Family. So I think that the work for us, you know, just sitting down and, and using the product, our social media, um, our voice. Uh, to even just educate America about the term Gold Star Family it means a lot to them. Um, but then, but I'll, I'll just share uh, uh, to your to your question. I'll share you know kind of a quick story which kind of sums it up. Um, uh, last summer, uh, we brought um, about a dozen Gold Star families um, to the brewing facility. Um, for the first time to see the cans, see the cans being made, uh, seeing them getting filled with beer, packaged, the whole nine yards. And it was just such an unbelievable, powerful moment um, where we walked in and we're in a warehouse with a million cans. And you're just looking at this sea of cans from the, you know, the surface to to the ceiling, uh, this whole wall of it, and just seeing, you know, at the rapid rate how it was getting done and just knowing that these uh, once they're packaged, that they're going to go out and put on trucks, and they're going to go all across the country. And um, it was just a very powerful moment, you know, for those families. And it was it was neat to share that. And um, I think our organization uh, knew right there and then if we had done anything, uh, that was in itself a very special moment for those families. And so, what? Uh how many legacies are you guys up to? I mean, I was scrolling on the website and I kind of lost count. I mean, there's there's all kinds of th- things that uh, people can yeah. get behind. Yeah, you know, our um, again another unfortunate aspect is that we lost too many great Americans and uh, nearly seven thousand of them. Um, we've been in contact with over a thousand families that have called us, but we can't service them all because we just don't have the funds to do it. Um, so what our hope is is that as America responds, uh, they support us financially because we are a publicly supported nonprofit and we ask people for money. Once we have that, we can do more. But to, to your question, we did uh, just over 50 families in 2016 in our first year. Um, our hope is that we'll do another 65 families here in 2017. And uh, the reason for the number is that it's... Um, it's really about that TLC providing that intimate detail and assistance for those families beyond just writing them a check about being there as we handle all kinds of aspects of developing logos for the families and their websites and then uh, working with their board of directors, working on their mission statements, helping them with fundraising techniques and event strategies. Um, again, we are only an assist, uh, all, you know, we're, we're a supporting element, if you will, we're not the main effort the families are, but we're proud of whatever we can do to help uh, move the move the needle for those causes. And why, why don't you take, I know, uh, you know, sometimes 
drinking and all that, it, it gets a bad connotation. But, you know, having a few and sharing a few stories uh, about life and, and, and all that in general, how important is it for men and women to get together, share a couple brews and talk about, you know, life and even some of these people that have, have passed on for our country? Yeah, I mean, listen, beer is a very social event, right? And every time you get, you know, you call your friend and you haven't seen him in a while, like, hey, come on over, we'll grab a beer and let's get caught up. I mean, it's just a natural reaction. You know, I think that, um, you know, a lot of these families, the reason why they reached out to us and they gravitate towards some of the work that we do is because they're like, hey, our loved one would love this. They would love to grab a beer and they would love that um, that others are coming together. So uh, beer is a unifier, and I, it really is. Like, so, for example, like yesterday, um, I was back in my hometown getting some fr- getting some beers with some guys that I haven't seen since high school and some others, too. So I think, you know, it, it's that's what it's meant to be. It's kind of like the rally point, right? You know, uh, sit down on the couch, grab one. Each of you take the time, crack a toast, and say, you know what, we're going to have a great weekend because we live in a great country. And uh, what we try to, you know, what we try to, our message is that, you know, we can't control what happened to these great Americans, but we can control how they're remembered and how their communities respond to the work and the needs that their families are working on. Uh, and I think that that's, uh, if, we, if we're going to be known for something, that's what we want to be known for. And when, when you were in, uh, in the Marines, I mean, how often was that, uh, you know, kind of thing to just, uh, you know, hang out after, you know, training or even coming back from a deployment to to have a barbecue and and sit back and have a drink or two and talk about the, the good times? Yeah, I mean, all the time. I, I mean, it was, like you said, it was, uh, there's a lot of, uh, for those, <laughs> those who are listening who are Marines know that there's a lot of organized drinking events, right? You know, the Marine Corps birthday ball celebration or mess nights and that tradition. And for those who know, um, you, you, you start the night off by paying homage and respect to those who are no longer with us. And it's about raising a toast, it's about acknowledging them, and then moving on and enjoying that night because that's what they would want. And that, that type of spirit, uh, that type of camaraderie building that, uh, that I recall from my 10 years of active duty, um, we want to share that with our fellow citizens and say, it is okay, let's raise a toast. We live in a great country. And um, and you should be thinking about those things, and especially with Memorial Day coming up. Um, you know, what our, we're going to begin a campaign that starts off, you know, coming up this weekend, all the way through the summer, and just challenge, uh, basically taking these challenges from Gold Star families and presenting them to Americans to see if they'll accept them. And they're just and just saying, listen, if you uh, want to say thanks uh, to to me or don't do it for me. Do, do it for my son or my loved one and go out there and do something special and show that you care because you know what? Um, we all need to kind of once in a while need to reinforce the fact that we live in a great country. Amen. I agree. And then uh, so your, your 10 years in the Marines, do you have an epic toast story that you could share for, for on air <laughs> that, uh, for our listeners? Yeah, no, I mean, I got a lot of stories, uh, so I'll be I'll be respectful of your <laughs> of your time and your listeners' uh, ears. But I think uh, you know, I I just can think of all different types of events that we've been involved with. You know, recently, um, 
there's a wife. Uh, her name is Jen Carrazzo. Um, her husband was Mario, Lieutenant Colonel Mario Carrazzo, and I had the pleasure to serve with him. Um, and unfortunately, we lost him in Afghanistan in 2010. And uh, his call sign was Sugar Bear. And everyone uh, knew him as Sugar Bear. So just in less than a year, uh, it's really making an influence uh, in their community uh, in Southern California and trying to get others involved with the work that she does uh, to support others. It's really neat. And now the fact that she's got people following her and now she has Facebook followers and Twitter followers and, you know, all these other things that have gone and it just kind of spawned out of that moment because uh, we had to start somewhere, right? And I think that is a good example. We also have other families. Um, I'll share a quick one. Um, recently, um, the, the family of Sergeant Joe Johnson from Flint, Michigan, um, recently um, got approved by the, the governor of their, that state to have a stretch of a highway dedicated to him, uh, which is fantastic news. But the challenges of the state is they don't have enough money. They don't pay for the actual physical signs that you see on the side of highways. So they put together a campaign. He needed to raise $3,500 for the actual signs. And, you know, just in no time, we kind of helped with sharing on social, get the word out, and they raised that money in just a matter of two weeks. And it was it's pretty special to see how Americans respond. And now that sign is physical. It's up. It's already on the side of the road, and that's something that uh, every commuter on that highway will always know Joe's name. And those are the types of examples and types of projects that we feel blessed to be a part of. And when you were over in Afghanistan and on on deployments and, and things like that, did did you uh, was there a particular mission or anything that stuck out that said, you know what, when I come back home, I'm going to do something bigger, and just because of what happened or what I remember? Well, um, I wouldn't say it pointed to one specific uh, time. I did have, uh, unfortunately for me, a lot of intimate experiences that I think um, uh, in some led to uh, me getting, when I came home, my last combat tour back in 2012, um, I knew I knew there, right there and then, that I wanted to dedicate my life to, to helping others um, and to be involved with philanthropy at some level. And I think that um, you know I'm very proud of that. I'm proud of our team, um, and I'm proud of you know the 150, nearly 150,000 Americans who have supported us on social media or through the product and or our work. Um, and I think that. Um, you know, when you look back at your combat experience, you do realize that how precious life is, and that uh, I do feel very blessed that I'm still alive, and I would like to use that opportunity because those guys who didn't come home, that um, I think the best way to honor them is to go out there and lead a meaningful and productive life. And I think that that's a message for all veterans to understand and to, you know, because I know that a lot of us come back in some, some struggle, uh, with uh, purpose and, and trying to find themselves. And I think that as long as they go out there and lead a meaningful and purposeful life, that's the best way to honor their sacrifice. Yeah, definitely. And so, the, you know, you were a pilot in, in Afghanistan. You know, 
I, I've read a little bit about it and I'm kind of educated about the terrain and everything like that. But just for our listeners, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty remote country. So, I mean, there's some times where you're going to some pretty remote areas and, and bad situations. Can, can you talk a little bit about, uh, you know, some of the missions you made did over there? Yeah, certainly. Um, you know, primarily um, I was in uh, what they call an HMLA, a helicopter marine light attack squadron, uh, the, the uh, Cobra and Huey squadron, so kind of a, uh, a, a mix of, uh, of, of work. But a, the, the, the most of the work that we did was close air support uh, and medevac escort uh, in support of uh, ground forces in, uh, in Helmand province, which was the region I was in for both of my Afghan deployments. Um, a very volatile region, very, like you said, um, just an interesting mix between mountain and desert and green zones, which were very fertile and kind of the, it was the ground zero for uh, pop production in Afghanistan. So uh, contested hotspot, it was, uh, it was uh, every day was, um, it was busy, let's put it that way. Uh, every single day <laughs> was uh, something going on. But I would say that, um, you know, the work that we did, honestly, was the most rewarding work you could ever ask for. Uh, because when someone calls you because they need help, either they're in a pretty nasty gunfight or what we call troops in contact, and they need, they need us to come in and deliver, uh, deliver fires in support of them, uh, or uh, to get someone out of the zone, you know, who's requesting a medevac and, who, and every minute counts. And for you to accomplish that mission, uh, it's the most rewarding thing you can ever do. It really is, and uh, I've got to be honest, I miss it. <laughs> but uh, I'm proud. I'm proud of that work. I'm proud of all the guys that I served with. Just an amazing bunch of Americans who risked their life in bad weather, uh, bad conditions, uh, generally under uh, at a time when guys are shooting back at you too. So it's uh, very stressful, but at the same time, um, it's the most rewarding work you could ever ask for. Oh yeah, I mean you're, I mean you're sent from above. I mean you're, I mean there's no other way to, I guess describe it. And and, and the adrenaline rush of you know you're you're somebody's superhero that day, and and you're human. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's like you said. It's anytime you go to the mission, come back and uh, and take care of those guys. It's awesome. So I guess you know. When you meet guys, when you come back and they're talking like, oh, I remember you guys, you guys showed up this day or that day, you're like, hey, happy to do it. So, and uh, and then also, I also did a tour with the infantry in Afghanistan as well, so I got to see both sides and have a deep appreciation for that work that they do, uh, which is unbelievably dangerous day in and day out, uh, you know, walking some of those dangerous, you know, regions and roads of, you know, of Afghanistan or even back in Iraq. And I think that, uh, you know, those guys um, just have so much respect for them. Yeah, and uh, so uh, I know we got we got Sugar Bear as a call sign. What was your call sign? My call sign was Jeter, uh, named after Derek Jeter, the baseball player for the Yankees. And the reason for that was because I'm a pretty, uh, I was a pretty staunch Red Sox fan uh, growing up in New England. And, when you get your call sign, you're not supposed to like it. So they, once they gave it to me, knowing that, that Derek Jeter was like the arch enemy of the Red Sox, um, that that I'd have to forever be stuck with that name. So um, at least Derek, 
at least Derek Jeter's a, he's a class act and a gentleman, and uh, I'm, I'm proud to share his name. Let's put it that way. <laughs> At this point. Yeah, I, I was hoping maybe uh, they would give you like uh, Manny or uh, Pedroia or, or, or uh, even uh, Pedro. Pedro would have been pretty cool. Yeah, you know, um, like I said, there's a lot of funny stories about guys getting call signs, and, uh, but you're never supposed to like it. So uh, it, it's just one of those things. Or ha- or something terrible happens and then it sticks. So good thing something that that didn't happen first. You just got Jeter. Yeah, I think I lucked out. I mean, at the same time, I wasn't I wasn't happy at first, but uh, it grew on me. And you know, ten years later, that's what people know me. But I think that um, you know, there's a lot of guys that did like a lot of silly things or made a mistake or um, there's some kind of physical attribute about them. <laughs> That's not flattering, and usually that's where it comes. Uh, it, a lot of guys get their call signs from that uh, from that arena. Very cool. And then, uh, where where can uh, people pick up this dog tag brewing uh, brew across the nation? I I know it's not in my state yet. I'm I'm heavily advocating for it. <laughs> it it's coming. Uh, we're about 42 states right now, um, and uh, it's. It's probably easier to name the states we're not in than what states we're in, right? Just from a math standpoint. But so to answer your question, uh, you can go to our website, dogtagbrewing.org, and um, when you go to the beer section, uh, there's a beer finder app. You can plug in your zip code um, or your town, and uh, it'll populate with pin drops where it is found locally. Um, but if you don't have it, demand it, ask for it. And then uh, go to your stores, and then they work it through their distributors to to, to make those uh, requests come inbound. And uh, just to kind of uh, tie this all up, you, you touched on it. Uh, you were on the on the ground with infantry. That you were a joint terminal attack controller. Correct. All right. So here here's my question. With with the skills that you were instilled by the Marines and and with the on the job training. Hypothetically, saying we needed to to get a six pack of a brew right in a certain spot, how close could you get it to me from the air? Um, on point, on target, always. I like it. I like uh, it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. I, well, I just wanted to say thank you for having me um, and uh, having the opportunity to share with your listeners about our work uh, that we're very proud of, and uh, I'd like to share the fact that. Um, when I say our work, this is a team, and it's open. There's an open spot for all Americans to come on board. You know, this is about us coming together as Americans to say to these families, we have not forgotten. Um, we understand what happened to them. We appreciate their strength because they're having a tough time trying to, you know, a lot of them keeping it together. Uh, they're trying to find reasons why things happen. And I think one of the things that I can say with certainty is when Americans show their appreciation and say thanks to those families, uh, it means a lot to them. So there are a lot of different ways to do that, and this is just one, but I encourage all Americans to find ways, I think it's our civic duty, to come together as a community and uh, to teach their loved one's story and then to use those values in their own lives or with their um, with with the upbringing of their own children so that their that their legacies can live on and that, that 
our, each um, subsequent generation of Americans understands why it's important. You couldn't you couldn't have said it better with uh, Memorial Day coming up. I you know I I hate the that we're sold uh, you know sixty months interest free in the car ads and all that. I I I, I want more names being spoken and stories shared. So so thanks Seth for uh, for kind of closing that out with that. No, I'm happy to do that. And I'll make one final ask. Is uh, one of the things that we're working on this Memorial Day is um, a request from a family. Why, if you do not have an American flag and own one for your property, why not? And I think that we're going to ask ourselves, let's, let's see how many more American flags that we can put on homes. We can also go out there, and if we've got an old flag that's kind of not seen better days, it's time to retire it, and let's go out and get a new one. And I think that would mean a lot. And Because you know what? That flag, if you hang it off your garage or your porch or you put it on your boat, uh, that's out there 365 days. That's 365 reasons to remember why we live in a great country, and I think that's what families would find very special. And, uh, again, let's get back to the meeting about why this weekend coming up is important, and uh, let's make it less about, like you said, uh, car loans and uh, gimmicks going on at, uh, at large box retailers. Let's focus on why we have this weekend in the, in the first place. So, again, thank you to you and your listeners and all those out there who support DogTag, we appreciate it. And uh, on behalf of my entire board of directors, um, you know, we salute you. So some Fidelis, and thank you. Thanks for listening to the Valor Podcast. Make sure to like us on Facebook, and you can subscribe on iTunes and Google Play or any podcast management app. Visit our webpage at thevalorpodcast.com. Finally, find your mission. There are many veteran organizations, nonprofits, and veterans needing your help. I promise you'll make some great friends. And this Memorial Day, go look up some names that uh, were killed in action and are from your hometown. I promise there's a lot of information on the Internet, and you may even uh, know a family or two in your hometown. Thanks again, and have a great week.